Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, a show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm Dallas. I'm so glad you hit the play button today. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find our podcast. Hey, thank you for hitting play and listening to us today. This is a special bonus episode of ComTalk for you guys this week. I don't get spoiled because I know we've had several of these recently, <laughs> but uh, this is a review of the Batman for you guys, Then I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope that uh, maybe you're on the fence as to whether or not you want to see the Batman. Maybe you're like, mm, I don't know if it's worth watching. Well, I'm about to uh, throw in my, my two cents to help you guys maybe make up your own decision. Now, full disclosure, this is the audio from the YouTube video that I did earlier this week. Now, that's important to understand because in the midst of the video, you may hear some sound effects. You're going to hear a different intro because it's what we do on YouTube. <laughs> But I know there's a lot of people who only listen to us here on the podcast feed. And so I wanted to make this information available to you guys who maybe don't check out our YouTube channel. Now, the version that you guys are going to be getting is <laughs> it is what I call the Pattison cut because, well, you'll find out. I made some mistakes <laughs> with the, the original original take of the video. So, uh, yeah, you guys are about to get is the Batman worth watching? The Pattison Cut. So, let's jump into it. All right, so mistakes were made, ladies and gentlemen. They were made in major ways. I put out a video earlier this week when I was a little bit tired, a little bit wee, 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 a little bit sleepy, and where I reviewed the Batman, which, you know, that's what we do. We talk about Batman, other kinds of things, because I enjoy it. However, I, in my sleepiness, made some mistakes, like mispronouncing freaking Robert Pattinson. I kept calling him Robert Patterson instead of Patton, Patton, not Patterson. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. So we're going to re-upload this. Hope you guys enjoy this. Let's make it a game. How many times did I mess up? Take a guess right now and leave a comment. How many times did I mispronounce Robert Pattinson? Leave a comment down below. Let me know your thoughts and the bill counter, ding, 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 all the way through. So yeah, here are my thoughts on the Batman. Well, Matt Reeves, Batman is officially out in theaters. And the question becomes, is Robert Patterson's Sparkle Bat worth watching? Well, let's find out. Devoted Geeks and welcome to Geek Devotions, a show from Devoted Geeks. We're devoted to letting you know that you're loved. I'm Dallas. So glad you hit the play button. If you're new to our show, we take geek pop culture films like movies, video games, and comic books, and we use them to let you know that you're loved. So if you don't watch past this moment right here, know this. We love you. Care about you. There's a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't give up. This is a special video where I'm going to be giving you guys my personal thoughts and review on the Batman. I'm going to tell you guys whether or not I think it's worth your time, whether or not it's worth your going out to the theater, spending money and sitting through a three hour long film. So let's get into this conversation. This is a really interesting film in the fact that it's not picking up in your traditional starting place with most Batman films. Most Batman films give you kind of a, a lead in of discussing of the origin of the Batman and laying out some stuff. This jumps you into the middle of a really intense situation. The Riddler's on the loose and he's murdering people, but it's not just random murders. As he leaves the clues for Batman all the way through, things start to come closer and closer to home for the Batman. As he tries to figure out what's happening, why the Riddler's doing this, and how this plays out for the greater story of Gotham itself. 
like I said, this isn't like previous Batman movies where there was focus on the action and the and the gadgets and all those other things. This film really does focus in on the detective side of the world's greatest detective, Batman. It really requires Patterson to act out, not just as a person doing stuff, but thinking through, walking through the aspects of what it looks like to be a detective and the psychological aspects of this on Batman himself. Patterson does a really great job of not just playing Batman, but Bruce Wayne and a broken Bruce Wayne at that. One who's been at this for a couple of years, which I think is interesting because like I said, previous movies that they really work on the origin, this, you need to come in this knowing something about the Batman, about the Penguin, about Catwoman, just, just a few little things. It does a good job of explaining the story for those who are maybe just very new to the Batman, but this is the story that I think that a lot of fans have been asking for. When they first announced the Batman coming out, the, a lot of people were complaining about the fact that, you know, well, why do we need another Batman story? There's so many other DC characters. We don't need another origin story. This is not an origin story. This is a story that takes place later in years where uh, Bruce has been around for a while. He's already been connected with the GCC. He's already got a relationship with them. You still have that tension of whether or not he should be working with Gotham or not, but he's established. And now he, we're seeing him grow in a new and fascinating way that I don't think we've seen on film, really. Not even in the Nolan trilogy do we see this uh, different aspect of Batman. This really is the film noir movie that I personally have been looking at. It uh, does a great job of, even the beginning of it, you have this monologue that takes place, which on the surface, give, uh, this lends to that film noir aspect of this, this gritty detective monologuing and journaling what's going on, but also, to be perfectly honest, is one of the best representations of a comic book storytelling. When you read a Batman comic, it's not just jumping into the action and everything. You have these little thought bubbles that come up that describe things, that walk you through a story of the mindset that Batman is going through as he, as a detective, walks through things. While I mentioned earlier it was a three-hour runtime, it doesn't feel like a three-hour runtime. I was engaged all the way through. Yes, it's a slower burn, but it's an intriguing conversation, an intriguing story with um, just enough action sprinkled throughout the entirety of the film that keeps you engaged in multiple levels. There's not long drawn out conversations to get bored with in my opinion, but rather if you're paying attention, it's really engaging and fascinating to follow this story out. The characters were really well fleshed out and gave you a real sense of the world. Patterson did a great job of playing, again, the Batman, but also the broken Bruce Wayne who's trying to figure out certain things. Zoe Kravitz' Catwoman was really fascinating. I feel like this might be the, the more accurate Catwoman we've seen on screen at to date. She did a great job of playing this woman who is kind of mysterious, who is a bit seductive, but at the same time, she's definitely on a mission. She's a woman who has, who has a clear directive of what she's going to do, and she's not going to be some helpless damsel in distress, but she doesn't mind leaning on Batman for some help for here and there uh, situations. Jeffries Rice Gordon was interesting in the fact that he wasn't Commissioner Gordon yet. He was Lieutenant Gordon. Again, while his scenes weren't he wasn't the main character necessarily you see him go through this progression of coming disenchanted with the world as you see in the comics this is a Gordon who who believes in the GCC he believes in the law he believes in justice he believes in Batman understanding that he needs Batman's what Batman brings to the table but now he's starting to see the darker side of things throughout the film of police corruption and you kind of see at times this disappointment 
and what his fellow policemen are doing. But what about our villains, right? I know that when the first screenshots came out of the Riddler, there were a lot of people who were really upset with this image of, a, of, a, of the Riddler. He's not who people expected to be. And I was on board with this. I was also like, mm, I don't know. This, this doesn't look right. This doesn't feel right. This is very strange. But the way that they play out the story, his costume makes sense. It actually feels right for the world that they've created. No, it's not the flamboyant costume of, of Jim Carrey, and it's not some of even the classy suits that you see in the comic books, but it makes sense. It works really well with what's happening in this world where they built up this the Riddler to be more of like the Zodiac Killer rather than a comic book character. The, the, the character himself is true to the comics. Penguin does make an appearance in this movie, and it was really fascinating because I didn't recognize the actor at first. Colin Farrell is a great actor. He's done a lot of fantastic stuff. I did not recognize him by sight or by ear at all throughout the entirety of the film. And his character of the Penguin is a great job of being menacing, but also playing in the background, being a, a side character who enhances the story without not trying to overshadow things. And this is a, a great marking to the writers, to Matt Reeves and to the team that worked on this, because sometimes we have multiple villains in play there's a conflict but instead of conflict you have cohesion there's a great story again leaning more into what i would say a proper comic book story lays out there are plenty of comic books out there where batman's on a greater story and as it plays out through the story you realize the main villain is somebody else but you have all these other villains that make an appearance that lead you to the main story. Now, one of the more interesting aspects to me was the inclusion of Falcone, who was a mob boss in Gotham at the time. There is a book out there called The Long Halloween, which was a fantastic book. I really recommend you guys read it. And in it, 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 it kind of falls the fall of Falcone, who is this mob boss. And when Falcone falls, is the transition time frame from traditional mobsters to the supervillains in Gotham. This story is right here at this point. This is where we're at with Batman, with what he's doing, where we have this transition from traditional mob, traditional crime to the supervillain. And Falcone did a great, was a great addition to the story. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little apprehensive when I saw that John Turturro was going to play Falcone. I've never seen him really in a serious role quite like this. But he did a great job, in my opinion, of playing the uh, very stoic, but very inviting mob boss. Because that's what Falcone was. Falcone, yes, well, he's menacing, but people like him. There's something about him that invites you in. You're like, maybe I can trust you. No, I can't trust you. And he did a great job of playing that character. Outside the acting, the technicals and everything else were fantastic. The fight scenes were really well done. I heard one person relate it to the fight scenes actually in Arkham City. And I can kind of see how that plays out with, uh, with the fight scenes. But I was invested. It looked like a real fight. Yes, you had some fantastical aspects where he just takes a barrage of bullets. But again... In Batman world, he has bulletproof vestings, but at the same time, you saw him get hurt. Like there was times where Patterson's character, Batman, was out for the count, and he was struggling to maintain um, composure so he can keep fighting. And I appreciated that aspect of the fight scenes. Gotham, the world that was built here, was absolutely beautiful and stunning. I believed the Gotham existed. I believed that this was a real life place. There wasn't a sheen. There wasn't any kind of like, you know, prettiness to it. It was gritty, but it felt real. It felt like a place that you could actually go and visit and probably not want to visit at nighttime at that also. And 
I haven't had feels for a Gotham like this probably since the first Batmans of the early 90s. Just to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't really care for Nolan's Bat uh, uh, Gotham. Uh, the later 90s Gotham got a little weird. This Gotham felt right and I really enjoyed the world that they built here. Of course, we all know that the underbed of an entire film is the scoring. And I gotta tell you guys, this scoring was beautiful. I can't pronounce the gentleman's last name, so it's gonna be on the screen, but Michael did a fantastic job of creating a beautiful score that was engaging and exciting. When the moments were intense, guys, I felt my heart pounding as the drums begin to roar and the, the orchestra begin to rise. When things were chilled and there was a somberness, man, you felt it through the music. And Michael did a great job. I wanna put this out here before I give you guys my final rating. Do not go into this movie thinking this is a superhero film as if superhero is a genre. In fact, we need to stop saying that. We need to stop acting like superhero is a genre. It's not a genre. It's a medium that is placed into different genres now. And this film is not a quote unquote superhero movie like, like, uh, like your traditional Marvel movies as they've been as of late. This right here, guys, is a detective noir slow burn drama using the medium of superheroes, using the medium of a Batman story. It is gritty, it is dark. It's a PG-13 rating for good reasons. You do have some cursing and, and a lot of violence going on. And I think that if you are maybe a little bit older teenager, you could probably handle it. Again, parents' discretion completely with this type of conversation. Now, I know some people were making a big old uh, fuss that, oh, it's not R-rated, I can't believe they won't make it. Here's my problem with that conversation. A lot of people, put too much stock in the concept of an R rating. And they will push and put things in a movie just to make it R rated and sacrifice a story. They didn't do that. There's no sacrifice of a story. It's a great story and it's PG-13. So I feel like the majority of people can watch it. So what is my final rating here at Geek Devotions? How do I view the Batman? How is Sparkle Bat? Is this worth us watching? Yes, yes, absolutely. This is worth watching completely. If you're into a detective story, if you're into a slow burn, we're trying to figure out what's going on and there's a greater drama taking place than some maybe your surface movies that are out there, this is for you. Go check this out right now. From here at Geek Devotions, we're giving this bad boy nine out of 10 batarangs that come out of your chest. And let me tell you something, it's awesome. But what are your guys' thoughts? Have you seen the Batman? Did you like the Batman? Leave a comment down below and let me know your thoughts and let me know how if, if you would recommend to other individuals. We're gonna have this up on our website plus a written out review, geekdevotions.com. But I wanna encourage you guys, check out all of our stuff, geekdevotions.com, our Facebook, our YouTube, all this stuff, and be part of Geek Devotions. We put out content on a regular basis to let you know that you're loved and you're cared for. Use the medium of geek culture. Why? Because we genuinely love you. Because we genuinely care about you because there really is a plan and purpose for your life. So until next time, guys, remember, stay devoted, peace and love.